0: Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. Uh, how's it going, Mike? Yeah, it's it's
1: a, a different thing. 2020 is kicking us all in the face again. So, yeah, yeah, crazy stuff.
0: Um, but before we get into our normal sort of chatter of what we've been up to and and talk about movies and entertainment stuff, um, I figured we should just say say something briefly about current events. It's not a political show and we act, we try to actively avoid talking politics on this show, but, um, uh, I don't know. Did you, yeah, did you I, want to start? I,
1: I agree. I th- I'm glad Dennis and I talked about this a little bit and we won't spend a lot of time on this, but I think that it's important that, or we think that it's important that, um, we, you know, stand up and, uh, speak for equality and, you know, put our being silent, is just as bad on things as, as not, uh, you know, as doing bad Mm -hmm. stuff. And, and I think that, um, you know, we, we need to kind of be unified as a people to stand together for inequality and for, um, the fact that what's been going on with the the George Floyd stuff and, you know, the, the, um, terribleness of, uh, police brutality and aggression against, um, people of color, it's we can't stand for that anymore and i think that we need to speak up and our use our voices in a peaceful but strong way um that i think people across america has been doing and i know here at the front porch we feel um the same way and we need to say we need to speak up and this is us saying that you know we stand there with you and beside you um and you're right and we should never forget the things of the past and we'll talk about that a little bit t- today with our movie Um, There's nothing more poignant than remembering the awful tragedies of the past and not letting that happen today. So like Dennis said, this isn't a political show and we don't really want to get into it too much, but we can't be silent and we won't be silent and we'll stand with people uh, for equality and the justice that needs to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to belabor this. I mean, I don't think. On this on this particular topic, uh there's there's not really much more that that people need to hear from a couple of white guys yeah, and, and yeah. particularly us. There, there are people much more uh informed and intelligent on these topics than we are. Um what I will do, and I'll put these uh in the show notes um for the episodes, um, a podcast that I listen to um on and off, uh the World of Warcraft podcast, The Instance, which most people know if you ever played WoW and listened to podcasts. Um, they took a week off this week and, and rebroadcast a show with a collection of, um, of African-American hosts just sort of discussing issues and sharing their, their concerns and their perspective on things. And I think it's a, it's a really good listen. If you have time and are interested, it's called Time to Listen, that episode. Again, I'll link it in the show notes. Um, and also, a uh, oddly, a video game bundle that i found this morning um it is like over 740 some games uh Mm, starting at a five dollar donation and all the proceeds go to um racial justice and equality charities and so to to me that seemed like like a win-win like i donate money to, to charities and get a bunch of now they're mostly small indie games but like yeah, yeah. It it seems th- like it's it's worth so. it to
1: get it to anything. If you're gonna buy stuff, you should hopefully money goes to anything you do. You want it to go to a to a worthy cause, even if it's yeah. your favorite supermarket. You still want it to go to somebody <laughs> who's getting jobs and things. And this is something that get yeah. that will help in this kind of a situation too. So yeah, we'll put that in in the show show notes. So yeah, that's a uh, you know some things in the world uh, even will. Pop into our 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 world of escapism and and fun mm-hmm. pop culture talks here, but you know it's uh, we we at the front porch will we'll do recognize that you know we don't just stand alone and we can't just sit and uh, ignore some things. So uh, even though we, we're going to have fun with uh, talking about games and movies and pop culture stuff, all those things are affected by this, like largely and not just for this event, but all the time. So we're you know, we have to be mindful when we're watching Space Force or watching Harley Quinn of, you know, <laughs> the people that are dedicated and, and helping whether regardless of color and thing. And that injustice is still going on. And we should, you know, remember that as well. Yeah. Uh. So as we start today, hey, um, yeah, I speak. I just kind of mentioned the the thing. I didn't get to talk last week about Harley Quinn. And I know that. Mm. You you had watched probably more than me. I th- I think my problem is that I don't watch it right when it comes out. I should, but it's always
0: it's yeah. one of those shows that feels Ever... like I,
1: I savor it so much that I don't
0: wanna I don't wanna rush. The <laughs> the, the first ep- the first season had a couple of episodes where I was like, Oh, what the heck is this? Yeah. Like this is too this is too much. Yeah. And while season two has been has had, you know, as much crazy stuff it feels a little more grounded maybe i don't know maybe that's that's not even all that fair to say but uh since an episode about oh six or seven episodes into the season um i've been very invested in where the story's going and so every time uh, i see it pop up on my on my notifications there's a new episode um i watch it you know almost right away like that i I, I don't blame you i within totally within do I, I i
1: think that's uh it is this is one of those shows that i should and could do that with like as soon as it drops to to know that it's gonna come because it it's right. it's that good it it really is it's it's one of those that you know you ever have your favorite show game of thrones comes on at sunday at it's eight and you you watch it right and
0: or westworld yeah. whatever it is you, you you start thinking about it and i've i've done this at various times with shows it's like uh I mean, I guess it's sort of the modern equivalent of when we used to watch TV on, on its, you know, enforced network broadcast schedule. You'd be like, oh, it's yeah. Thursday. It's time for, you know, Cold Case or whatever show you watch on Thursdays. It's like that, except it's always streaming. So, for me, I you know, I would spend kind of Sunday afternoon, evening going, oh, man, later I'm going to get to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not quite this way for me. Like, I couldn't tell you what day the show comes out, but... uh yeah so let's i mean we, we've been um, we've been very
1: I, uh, open with our both opinions of liking a scheduled release thing so this this is just falls sure, falls again yeah. and supports that kind it's of a, a
0: thing. whole different thing like we get um you know and i don't think i would want to binge watch this show it's so it's so intense like <laughs> i sort of right. sort of appreciated the the break in between each each episodes i agree uh,
1: i i I like your statement earlier just like not even two minutes ago dennis was like this is more grounded and all i can think of is like there's very little about this show that's grounded
0: (laughs) i mean okay well there's no there's no crazy mario kart uh old jewish guy transformer (laughs) sure sure uh, right scenes right yet although yeah that
1: happened in the last episode or two right so it could still happen it could that's true go off the rails
0: there there is a weird thing but you haven't seen that episode yet so I won't <laughs> I won't spoil it for you. But right. let's uh do you, do you want to hit the bell and get into some details? Oh yeah, heck yeah. All right. So All right, Harley so Quinn is about, about... no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're talking about um DC Universe's streaming, I think it's exclusive streaming. Yeah. Uh animated series Harley Quinn. It's uh, I mean we've talked about it before particularly when we watched um birds of prey it's it's animated but it is not um batman the animated series Mm -hmm. like it it kicks off from the very beginning the pilot episode incredibly violent and bloody yeah and as the show goes on i'm more and more convinced that that was like a like a weed out scare off kind of tactic (laughs) to say like look we're gonna throw all this stuff at you stuff's going to happen later that's going to be a little you know people overuse the word edgy but like it's going to be a little extreme it's going to be a little challenging and so if you're squeamish in any way like we want we want you to leave early before oh yeah before we get to that yeah and and, and, we and that they that were that letting stuff.
1: you clearly know that that there are no gloves being worn on this this thing we're we're going to write an episode what we think is funny or opportunistic for us and, yeah. and we don't yeah. care if you don't like that. Well, you know,
0: it's not the show for you. So <laughs> I, you know, I said earlier that the thing about uh, things, nobody, nobody needs to hear another uh, uh, set of white guys talking about straight white guys talking about, but um, something happens in the middle of the season that was not expected. Uh, right. It kind of, kind of, I mean, kind of, wait, right? well, well, the
1: reason I say kind of is because, it, it, I'm a comic book guy. So like, that's been kind of a okay. thing with the Harley Quinn comic book since it came out. Like the Ivy's in like, it, and him and her and Ivy have had relations and on and off again, n- not in a relation. Well, exactly what they're doing right now. That's kind of how a lot of the, the, the Harley Quinn book has been.
0: Oh, like in the actual comics. Yes. Like in the actual comics. Okay. Right. So I, I forget. Cause I don't, you know, I don't keep up with comics. And so the, the stuff that I've seen is all more older. I know that in the last probably 10 years, um, the print form of comics have gotten much more, uh, inclusive. Sure. Sure. And, and so, and so you see more of that stuff. I know that, uh, well, maybe I won't go into that, but, um, so we, we watched this episode where they I mean, we talked about this with, uh, when we had Fox on, like they're doing, Just the weirdest thing with Bane. Oh, wait, wait,
1: wait. I think we were a little too overt. I want to say, I want to clear before we move on to that Bane thing. What we were talking about, because you and I were talking kind of innuendos on a thing. We were talking talking about Harley and Ivy uh, uh, kissing and and, uh, sleeping together and having a relationship. So, I mean, we kind of beat around the bush with that, but... That's, that's what if,
0: if you're still with us and you haven't seen those episodes yet uh, you were past the spoiler we, bell so it's your fault we, we are we are we already spoiled it yeah. but you know they go down in the pit and the and the pit, it's like everything from uh dark knight rises but you know in their in their signature style of like kind of a joke even the yeah. the whole episode with um with mr freeze and his wife and like he's cooking for him and i love the cooking jokes in this season right um but yeah, I mean, I remember watching that, watching that episode when they're in the pit and, you know, she falls and Ivy saves her and then they kiss and I'm like, What? Uh, hu- uh. <laughs> what's happening? And then they like, they pull back, they look at each other in shock and then the credits roll with no music. Right. It's just silent. <laughs> it's like, it's like getting to the end of a Black Mirror episode. Like you're left there just to like experience those feelings. Right. And it's. It was just great. And then the next week pops up and, you know, uh, Harley does all this stuff with, with Apocalypse and this army like she's going to start a war. <laughs> and and then Gordon's doing the same thing. And they're both, like, they're mirrored, right? They keep having conversations with Barbara. Uh, Which uh, is great. That girl. Great. And <laughs> like, so you're saying I need an I army? I need an army. <laughs> no, that's no. the opposite of what I'm saying. No. <laughs> and you see the, like, the emotional like spiral and desperation that they're both going through like i i said this to uh to fox after which episode the one with the one with harvey dent okay maybe it's harvey dent there's at least one of and like you can't have everything Hmm. in a show right like there's always going to be one like weak point yeah um and the weak point for me is like it's such a ridiculous minor thing especially in a show that is from what i can tell from what i know as a straight white guy um writing female characters very very well sure um interesting and compelling and like all of her team and like i don't love um the the wheelchair guys sai or <laughs> yeah st- sure f- forget his name it's uh, jason alexander george yeah. from from Seinfeld, and some of the male characters like slip into being cartoonish, right? It's yeah. an animated show, so that right. the, but like their personality is cartoonish, and I think Dent was the worst of that for me. I was just like, I would agree with yeah. What is this? It, it's just it's just goofy, yeah. and um, and Gordon gets close to that, but most of the time you sort of see it. You're like, this is his thing, but he's really relying on Batman all the time. Yeah. And then Batman's gone. And so he spirals. Um, But yeah, like Harley goes through this thing and you're like, Oh man, I, you know, I would not have turned down like these characters kissing, but then you see that, like the emotional impact of it. It's because, because uh, Pam, because poison Ivy is engaged and she's happy. And so Harley has these conflicting emotions and you're like, Oh, I could, I can see an idea like a, I'm not lost at any point. I'm like, yeah, that this is a crappy situation for her to be here. Right.
1: I, I think the the thing about Harley is she is, she's, she's the best Joker. So for mm. those who are still with us and watch the shows, the first season was a lot about Joker and, and that whole thing. And they played it you know, to the hilt. They did everything they could do with, with the Harley Joker thing. And they said, now we're done. All right. We're done with that, which is thank yeah. God. It was great. It was great when it happened. It was all wonderful, but it was over and done. And they, the writer's like, yeah, we did it. Now we're moving on, which is great. So now you
0: have. And it's and it's a, it feels like an appropriate amount of time. Yeah. Right. It's not like she ditches Joker and then becomes her own person right away for the like she goes through like missteps and mistakes and being you know yeah. sort of tempted to go back and, you know, sort of rebound stuff. Right? Right. Like, yeah, that's true that's how that works it takes time right. for the heart to heal yeah Which
1: and and they the most ridiculous and, things and i think that, I think that the show, if they would have taken the option of just kind of like first episode it's over and then joker's not in it anymore would have been cheapened the whole her character mm-hmm. of what she went through and it's harley is not defined by the joker and that's kind of the point of it but she is right. uh, it, he is a big part of her life that happened in her life so making Light of that would not have been a smart idea. But what, what I'm saying here is that, that Harley is the best Joker and that she is a chaotic character. She is based on whatever happens, whatever she feels like at the moment she's going to do and just go roll with it all the time. Now, the Joker is that with sadism, you know, with sadistic stuff and right. murder yeah. and stuff. Harley is not about sadism and, and evil. She's just about she doesn't care. Right. About yeah, whatever
0: she's she's more, uh, you know, Joker is chaotic, evil. She's chaotic,
1: neutral. Right. And she also has she does have uh, Poison Ivy to pull her back. Right. because right. Because Poison Ivy is like neutral. Good.
0: I think we're doing D&D
1: alignments <laughs> right. here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you, you whatever you said made me think of that. And yeah, we've talked about how they they do funny bits with that, too, where you're like. Well, is she really a supervillain? Like she doesn't care about people, and that's that's rough in a civilized society. But you know, she's not taking over the world. Like she wants to attack eco terrorists and stuff. Yeah, she's 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 an eco terrorist, is what she is. So
1: yeah, um, yeah, and 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 which makes her a bad guy because she goes to extremes to do that. But um, right, right. So she, but she's also the one that will come back and like, hey, you can't you can't kill a bus full of kids. Right? You you can't do that. She would be the one that would say stuff like that. Like, oh, okay, fine. Um, Which is great because she's also offset by her, the other people in the party who are also terrible people. And she is guided by Poison Ivy, who is a moral center. And Mm -hmm. er, without Ivy on this team, they would be crazy, right? They'd be insane. And you see that when in the whole episode where. Um, Harley doesn't have Ivy with bad Barta and all that. She becoming, she goes to apocalypse and stuff. Um, yeah. So, because she just is like insane, goes out of control and wipes out all of things and causes an army and pulls pair of demons in. I mean, without Ivy pulling her in, that's what happens to the crew. They do that. Right. Right. Which is also cool yeah. how it ends because when, when you find out that, Oh, this isn't actually what Har- Har- Harvey Har- Harvey Harvey Harvey, Harley is then. Um, uh, what's the Psycho leaves because that actually is what Psycho is, mm-hmm. right? Which is yeah, which is
0: pretty great. He he actually is a straight up villain. Yeah, he
1: is a straight up
0: villain, right? Which is the the others are all a little more complicated, right? We,
1: but he is the best thing about him is that he's so much of a villain that no one likes him, villains or heroes,
0: even the other villains. Yeah, right.
1: So so that that's the. That's the best part about him is that like, okay, he is the far point of things, but even if he leaves the team, he's going to go back to being hated by everyone anyway. So his best spot is on the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, this, this season has been, uh, back to back with that. I I think kite man has come out to be like a super winner Mm -hmm. on on this season. Um, just because he's so straight up, he is, I'll tell you what I, you mentioned earlier about how, you know, here we are straight white males and we and so we are seeing things from our perspective i i yeah. have this season uh noted that and i do i need to really look at the writers for the for this and, and see the the gender for for the writers simply because uh this does feel like what i can only assume was you know constantly the perspective from the other side all the time where like all the males look like they're secondary, very weak characters who don't have great characterization of them. But the females are complex and and depth and, and their star power and they have their own thing by natural stuff. And I I think that's it's sort of it's sort of the opposite of is.
0: every kind of media we've had for the last. Exactly. I'm like, Yeah. This
1: is exactly how, you know, females have felt forever. You know, mm-hmm. they have enjoyed the shows because these these characters are great. But their representation is kind of not correct or weird or off the thing, which is which is fantastic, right? It's just a it's a great to see a refreshing kind of perspective on things and enjoy it and yeah, I, re- I really love it and the, the the jokes are fantastic. It really runs on um, Kelly. You gotta say her last name for me. I can't remember how to say that. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco. Quoco. There we go. Kay- Kaylee Cuoco, uh being a fantastic Harley and delivering her lines. All the time. Super fast. Confident. Amazing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Batman doesn't outshine her. In, in, in the episodes that he's in. Right? At all. That he's in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I really like Batgirl. She's, I love the fact that she is friends with the bad guys. <laughs> right. 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 I mean, she, yeah, she comes and, to I warn mean, Harley.
0: Right? And you have, like, you wouldn't expect, like, all of the pretty much all the main characters in this show are villains, right? Yeah. But they're not like there's there's nothing particularly villainous about uh I mean, Killer Croc murders people. Yeah, King Shark. Yeah, King Shark King Shark, yeah. Straight up eat um, people's but, heads off all the time. <laughs> he's a shark <laughs> yeah. and uh and but you know, Clayface is just, you know, goofy actor guy character and totally. and kite man is just a dude with the kite, like in another story, he could be a mediocre, crappy hero. Like, there's no. Instead, he's just a you know mediocre, crappy villain. Yeah, what, who happens to be what a really makes, good guy. What makes
1: Kite Man a villain, by the
0: way? I don't know.
1: <laughs> like, does, does he ever, or has he ever done any villainous thing?
0: Well, you've you've seen you've seen the episode with his parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, so they're probably they're villains with superpowers. Right. And so that was the the expectation put on him to be a villain. Right
1: right he said. Yeah. by the way the, so we were just talking about how that that uh play with different people type thing is uh, like i can tell the, in his writing as well like he is played he always plays the role that's genuinely given to the female person right and 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 ivy has to deal with it how a man would deal with it and if a man wrote this you would have you would have kite man or it would be ivy the female character would be like complaining about her parents and all worried about her parents and then the guy would be the story would be him going like oh god i hate in-laws and it's all about how terrible in-laws are but instead because it's written hopefully it's written or it's from that female perspective kite man loses his mind and and ivy is just supportive and helpful and kind and patient Mm -hmm. and you're like oh that's Mm -hmm. actually how it's supposed to work not the screwed up way we always are presented with it Right, right, right. Which is yeah, pretty great. So yeah, everything about this show
0: rings on all levels. I think yeah we'll we'll come back in a couple of weeks, end of the month when the when the season is done and uh, and share our our final our full, full final recap minutes, though, like fun, full, fun full
1: full full impression. Give, give me so a after. give me a short synopsis of the one I mi- the one I missed that you saw last week, so I can be excited for it. So you remember how joker's not dead <laughs> wait you can't just leave no what <laughs> is, is that all you're gonna say that's it you're just gonna leave it at that
0: right i mean i don't want, i don't want to spoil it for you i i honestly <laughs> had forgotten but the, there's this there's a scene in season one you see him like cr- crawl out of a or something like it's, not,
1: actually you um, see him in season two as a bartender who's totally not he forgot himself or he's he's remember he's Okay,
0: yeah, 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 that's he, he, he features heavily in this next episode,
1: okay, because, because that, that whole episode of of him being just like a family man was pretty great, straight up great, yeah, right, <laughs>
0: like he, I got, I got kids now. Well, they're actually my girlfriend's kids, but my girlfriend's boy, kid. they feel like they're mine, <laughs> right. I really, really loved it, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's so, the, I mean, the writing writing is just so good it's
1: so good it's so great and 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 of course the the acting is too like the way they deliver the lines are just phenomenal
0: yeah yeah. i mean i mean alan tudyk is a is a voice acting uh genius yeah right oh well i I mean he was in uh we talked about doom patrol and he is he you do see him in at a couple of points yeah but most of his acting is voice acting he's also narrating the show and it's and it's great
1: well you i think oftentimes you'll think that you can think that clayface is a one-note character that 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 is played to death after the first two episodes or so and then (laughs) and then and then they give him a whole episode and just say hey man lean into it and we're gonna make you a sorority girl you know and you're like oh my god it just keeps getting better. Like, you know, I, I can't believe that they just, you know, I thought this was tired, but no, it's even better.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, he he walks out. Was it like after the show's over, like after the whole plot and the thing they've done with the Riddler is over, he like still sets up a date with Kyle or something like that. And...
0: <laughs>
1: right. Doing his social engineering thing. Uh, God, what what a great show. Okay. Hey, uh before we get too deep, you want to do our uh 2020 challenge?
0: Sure. Yeah, let's do this. Let's get into it.
1: All
0: right. So this week, uh we watched Roman Polanski's 2002 uh biopic, I guess, epic epic biopic, The Pianist. Yeah. Uh yeah, this is a Holocaust movie.
1: <laughs> it's it's tough to say Just, much more than that,
0: honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, you know, the, it's weird to say there are going to be spoilers, uh, but I guess we'll we'll store spoil the events of the movie because even if you're familiar with the events of history, which you should be, yeah. Uh, this this movie is very um, tight in its focus. It's basically the story of one man and his. And his attempt to survive the destruction of the Warsaw Ghetto in Poland. In, in Poland. Right. And, and it stays in Poland for the, for the whole thing. So The whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to hit the bell here.
1: Well, this was, uh, as we kind of had it, our little kind of thing at the beginning, it was so relevant right now. Like, it's, it's difficult. It was, di- it was difficult. The, a Holocaust movie is difficult emotionally anyway. Right? It just... Yeah. By the subject yeah. matter. It's one of those that you are going to be hit with feelings of anger, frustration, and and all the things you're supposed to, as a human, feel. But as right. I was watching this, I was trying to, I had it, I'm sitting in my sunroom, I've got, and I've got a, a puzzle board. I got a big table in there now, and I was working a puzzle, and I put my iPad up, and it's in a good spot where I can see it and in front of the thing, like right kind of in my face. Um, and mm-hmm. so I was watching it, I was doing a puzzle and i was like visibly f- just frustration was pouring out of me after the first you know 30 minutes of the show maybe you know 40 minutes of the show yeah. right, of yeah. how today we're obviously struggling with these massive issues of race against people and and then you have the holocaust and how uh nazi germany and it, it's disgusting right it's absolutely disgusting yeah uh, yeah. human beings every single day to from, from old people to adults to as a as scene in there, it's just terrifying. And it almost made me tear up when they kill a child getting underneath the wall, the wall by beating yeah. him and breaking his back Yeah, is, is r- ridiculous. And so we, we look at that and we, we can't forget that if we aren't careful, that's what happens. And it did happen. These I, aren't so made-up movies, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not not a not a fictional story. And i th- I think I said that, and I mentioned this a couple times. I watched this with Sarah, yeah, um, my sister, and uh, we watched Casablanca uh, a couple weeks ago. And what was in, one of the things that was impactful about that movie to me was that it was made in the middle of the war. So when the script would say sort of hopeful, optimistic things about the French resistance pushing them back. I was like, "Oh, this is this is completely honest." Yeah. At the time, it's not it's not us, you know, looking back from the perspective of history going, "Boy, I sure hope we can push them back this time." Wink. Yeah. Um and you know, this obviously is made in 2002. It's well after the fact. Um but yeah, it's the kind of thing where um you know there's there's so much to to know and learn and understand about everything all topics at all times that uh sometimes things get reduced well very often things get reduced you're mm-hmm. like well what do i what do I need to know about the Star wars prequels Well, they're bad okay. <laughs> that's that's good like you could be done there, yeah, obviously, if you're people like us, you talk that stuff today right, until right. it's what whatever and get into it. And World War II can be the same way. You're like, "Oh, there was this guy Hitler and he uh you know, invaded a bunch of countries and killed all of these Jews." And like, "Okay, but it's it's a little more than that." Like like yes, they were eventually um putting Jewish people in gas chambers and murdering them, it, like slaughtering them. Yeah. But like, a lot of things happened before that. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and you see that progression in this movie. Like, first, they have these restrictions placed on them. And I think Sarah even said, like, couldn't, like, would people know that he's Jewish? And I'm like, well, he's kind of famous, so probably. Yeah. Like, he he, he was a, a pianist on the radio. Right. And so, you know, so first it's this question of, like, oh, there are these restrictions. But they... They couldn't always be sure who was who. And so they had them wear these armbands, right? With right. the Star of David on them. And then... With penalty like, of death if wasn't... you're found out. Like, you're right. Right. And and that wasn't enough. So they moved them into these neighborhoods. And it's not... <sighs> but, I mean, the thing that that I kept thinking of while that was happening, because we, we saw some of these same events, some of these same um, policies and procedures when we watched Schindler's List... Um, I kept thinking of like housing projects yeah. which I know is not the same and it's it's sort of a ridiculous comparison like at no point at least that I know of did did we as a as a government as a you know a governing body like force all of a certain group of people into a like people gravitate toward neighborhoods and yes yeah. we built um you know we've built housing projects and things which you know one of those things that seems like a good idea on paper um but this was different like like an overt racism of like okay now put them all here and then they but they're still separate between the the upper class and the lower class and then close the upper class one so now they're all together and then they start shipping them out and then bringing more in and we saw a lot of that um like bureaucracy again um in schindler's list but this movie instead of being that where you're seeing things at a bigger picture you're just seeing through the tiny lens of this of this one guy and you only see what he sees so when he looks out the window and the um some of the jewish people start to rise up and and fight back you just see that you just see a couple guys and you see um the nazis the germans come out of the of the police headquarters and, and fight and you don't know. And like he goes over a wall at one point and you see this whole district is all just burned out, um, you know, shells of buildings. Yeah. And like, we never, I mean, we saw fires, but we didn't see this because you only see what he is seeing.
1: Yeah. And, and that's something that's, you know, I had thought I, and I do tend to think sometimes like, Oh, I'm watching a Holocaust movie I'm going to go through these steps. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go, this movie is going to go through, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, burning people alive. It's going to be uh, the ghettos. It's going to be yeah. forced treatments. It's going to be all of the, the points that happen of atrocities throughout the things that have been said before. That's my first right. th- thought right. is when I go into these things, but something that is, it's super valid for us to remember when watching these things, especially the ones that are like this, that are biopics that, you know talk about a person's perspective and how they saw it and what they went through is that mm-hmm. it's 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 all terrible, but it's important that you know how each thing was because there's a story within that to to understand that's different so Schindler's list gives us you know a, a lot of information about things that happen and you know as you're going on and, and how they get moved to the ghetto and the different people and what they do with the rich but then like say this one does the same thing. But it had a large focus on, which clearly the the author of the book, you know, remembered heavily, was what they did with their money. They were told right. they could only have $2,000 or whatever that mm-hmm. is. And that's that's it. That's all they can have and anything else that has to be, like, given away. Like, it, isn't that insane, right? Like, I never... And I'm sure in Schindler's List they mention it quickly, but here they had a whole, like, scene well, on it.
0: I I had a... Yeah, it reminded me of an impression I had while watching Schindler's List, where a, a wealthy Jewish family has moved into this tiny apartment, and I'm like, you know, there are, it's it's like all of it's complicated, right? Yeah. But what a lot of people ask about this about this time and these events in history are like, why didn't anybody do anything, right? Yeah. Why didn't any of the other people, any of the, you know the the uh, Polish Gentiles, as they would say, um, why didn't the, any of them do anything? Well, I mean, for one, the the Nazis would have just executed them too, right. um, And so there's that, you know, fear fear for their life. And there was probably a time, like again, we talked about when we talking about Casablanca. There probably was a segment of the population who looked at the the proverbial way the wind was blowing and said we can't fight against this. So let's get on their side and then things will be good for us. Like things are bad for, for everybody right now. But if we, you know, I'll sign up to be a, to be a, you know, police under the, under the thing. It's a little bit like, um, like East Berlin after all this during the cold war. Um, so like people's, um, you know, situations and, and reasons for, Making certain decisions become really yeah you know uh complicated yeah and I, and I I
1: remember that like the brick wall going up there when they're they're putting like in this this one they put the brick wall up and that was yeah. such a thing they're they're just, showing them put pay, brick by brick and all of a sudden there's this like you said per, from a perspective of one person the camera is down at eye level and you just look up like this solid you can see is a solid wall that goes up and you can't see anything or know anything you can't. And then later on, there's a scene where they're allowed to kind of go out and work to get potatoes or something. Mm-hmm. And they see everyone on the other side of the wall. And, and you right. got to remember from that perspective is they don't see into the ghettos either. You're seeing massive tragedy and right. slaughter, uh, but there's this wall that is between them.
0: Yeah. It's like, once you, uh, you know, talking again about that progression, like first they put, first they, put restrictions on them and then they make them wear the armbands and then they move them into the ghettos. Well, once they're in the ghettos, nobody can see what's going on. It's, you know, I don't want to call back to, to current events too much, but like, you know, before we had social media, these things happened and nobody knew about it. Right. Um, it's, it's this exact kind of thing. It it didn't mean they didn't happen. You just didn't see that happening. You just, you just didn't see it. But, um, and honestly, the, and honestly,
1: during this time, people were the, still alive that had that had at one point in their lives maybe owned slaves. So it, it wasn't like that they didn't see slave uh, kind of type people in the background anyway. So it's yeah, not like they would see the Jews and say like, "Oh, think any real different." They just kind of see them as a
0: slave class, right? And and oh, yeah, boy, that's a whole that's a whole thing. But, but that's the truth. The point, right? Yeah the the point that I was going to make with the the perspective of the the Gentiles and non-Jews in these situations um, is that, and I had this thought again while watching Schindler's List in this wealthy family. And I said, you know, for some people looking at, you know, whatever, and I don't know, right. I'm not a, I'm not a historian, but you know, there, there are some of these, some of these stereotypes of like the bankers, the, you know, um, jewelers, diamond merchants and that kind of thing. Like most of these, um professions were occupied by jewish people and so i could see the messed up perspective of your average person you know struggling working at the coal mine or whatever you know kind of being a little hyperbolic there but um like looking at a lot of these people as one percenters right you're like oh yeah finally like take their money away so that you can spread it around to the people who need it instead of letting them, letting them hoard it all. And I, obviously that's completely misguided and wrong, but, um, I could see how people would think that way. And, and right. Yeah. And then
1: hide them away in a thing. And it's the, the perspective, the singular perspective in this also allows you to then say like Schindler's list or some other Holocaust movies allows you to, uh, try to have this idea of the confusion also of the Jewish people. You you also do wonder like, why didn't they fight back? Why didn't they, how did they do this? And how was it a slide into this kind of a thing? And obviously the, the main character Spielman, is that's the name, right? He, 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 uh, he does have to, like you figure out, he figures out that he has to do something. He can't, right. He has to be a part of something. Um, But the, um, they're just walking down a street and then someone just shoots a German, just shoot. Or no, he, the scene where it started kind of was when uh, a German officer beats up an old man and makes him walk in the gutter. Right. Because he's, right. he's Jewish and, and it's just, yeah. and you see kind of people scatter when it happens and mm-hmm. there's nothing to be done. And then on the very next scene, another Jewish officer comes up or even just an army guy and just shoots someone for no reason, for nothing for saying, doing, or anything right in the head, right in front of you, and then just lay there on the ground and then walk away. And and you're like, yeah. how do you how do you manage that? And he just sees this in the street. How is he supposed to react?
0: Yeah, and you see the the story is about his his, you know, transition. Um I'm not gonna pronounce this right, but it's uh Vladislav spielman. Yeah. Um and he uh this is a real person who um wrote a, a biography of his experience that is you know was adapted into this movie. Um the um the the other point that I wanted to make with the one percenter thing was not to like it it sounds like I'm justifying the perspective of people who either were in support of these things or, um, the turn to blind eye. And that's a, a little bit, you know, I'm, I, I try to, I try to see things from all sides, uh, in, in sometimes because again, like I said earlier about being reductive about things, like if you just reduce it down to this, you're not really seeing it. You're not understanding it. Yeah. And, um, there was a really interesting episode of, um, a podcast I listen to called Roderick on the line, where John Roderick talks about going to Germany in like the nineties, I want to say. And the way he describes it is he, he was always kind of looking and watching and, and looking at the people and looking at what um they were doing in their behavior, in their decor, in their system. Like, are they like, is there something special about them? And I mean, special in a bad way. Like, are they, are they like a, like a powder keg ready to like, could it happen again? Yeah. Like, is it just, is it just simmering onto the surface? And at any point they could do this again, the like them, they, which yeah. is funny because it's the same sort of mindset that, that, you know, caused that, that was behind all of these racist atrocities in the first place. And it was not. He said, you know, they they've torn down and removed all of their, you know, swastikas and and all of that kind of stuff. And the way he said it was they're not they're not playing at being social Democrats. They are social Democrats. Right. And yeah. to to him, that meant there there is no they like it's just we we are all the same. And if we are not careful. We can fall into the same um, you know, just say it straight out. The same evil thinking,
1: for sure, for sure. When 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 we see in, and and I'm, I'm skirting a line here, but when we see in modern society, people kneeling on another human being's thing, and they die because it's just whatever. Because I'm in a uniform, it's the same right. thing. It's not a shotgun to the head but it's the same thing and people yeah. standing around and we're watching it, standing around, recording it able to do nothing because these are officers. And, and mm-hmm. it may sounds like I'm, I'm talking about a current thing, but this is the Nazi Germany I'm talking about. They're sitting around because there are officers killing someone in front of them. And this guy, the, the pianist guy is watching it and can't do anything about it. And is no, and, right. and every, and everyone around him is like, Can you not help us? We can't do anything. It's just one step next, and the officers are murdering us right in front of your face. And Mm -hmm. to say that that isn't a parallel to what's happening today is blind. You are blind if you don't see the the steps that slowly happen. Oh, we have a different government. I don't know if we can just say that. If we can just say that, oh, our, our people higher up, Are okay, and you know they wouldn't let that happen. We
0: we do have a government. We have a government that can change if people, you know, take action. Even if that action is just voting.
1: Exactly right. Right. Which which Um, is as much as people don't want to listen to it. The strongest thing that we can do, you know, right, bar none. So. Yeah, this was a thing that was made me visibly. As I repeat, we're here in the the, the final thoughts type thing. This is a show that yeah. made me visibly and and physically not shaking, but my whole body felt a an anger and and I know that's what what it is when you understand that not these Nazi officers and people and and military and. Were not caricatures. They're not made up. They're not evil sci-fi villains. They're real, live people that murdered children and old people and in sick and starved them and babies murdered them in front of the things. And I yeah. can't think that such racism and it, it was based one hundred percent on race, N- no other thing but race. And yeah. and so my 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 frustrations at current events could not be separated from my feelings that I was feeling while watching this show, and it was very difficult. It made it even a hundred times more difficult for me on a very difficult thing anyway to watch. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Sorry, I
1: ranted there at the end, but I was, it's very emotional. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 what this movie is. I I hit a certain point where I thought did we really need both of these movies? And I know that's terrible. But <laughs> you know, I know we're like, going with that. I, uh, right. I, I like, did we need, did we need Schindler's list and this movie? And I think, Are you, no, wait, you're uh, talking uh, from I'll, the perspective
1: I'll, of, of this list of this poster list that we're talking about.
0: Right. Sure. Sure. No, or not even, in all of history. Um, you mean? Yeah. Right. In all of history. Yeah. Um, you know, I've referenced several times, uh, IMDb's top 250 movies. Yeah. Uh, This this movie is number thirty-five, and I think they're just ranked on like cumulative star rating. So it's like people put so that's that can be a little bit skewed. Um this movie is thirty-five on that list. So not as high as Schindler's list, but still in the top fifty, right? Yeah. Um I think and I and I said this in the spoilers section, but one of the things that sets this apart from Schindler's List is that it is more biographical where i mean schindler's this is another movie about a real person um but it's a little bit more um fictional as as part of the or fictitious whatever um as far as the the life of this man where this is an adaptation of a biography by the main character he actually lived through these events so you know allowing for like the, the distortion of memory over the years, like these are the events as he remembers them. And you see um, the, the, the details of these atrocities from the ground level, from one man's perspective. Yeah. And I think that is, I, I think, yeah, you do, you do need them both.
1: Yeah. I, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me because I, I, I feel the same way you just did at the outset of this is like, I, got the depth and the, 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 tragedy, the overwhelming emotion of terror to repeat events and lessons that I need to learn. And the things that I from Schindler's list as what I feel is something that everyone should watch and they should be, it is shown in high school, right? It should be normal mm-hmm. teaching to, to show this movie. Um, but so when I look at this one, it is kind of hitting those same beats, you know, it's it's the same things. I'm like, well, okay. So if if you're at a hundred list here, the reason we have Schindler's List on here, besides the fact that it's it's has very amazing cin- cinematography and directing and acting. Besides that, it is the story that puts it on this list. The lesson it's teaching, and this is teaching that same lesson. So I'm like, well, okay. Well, we're we're trying to pick a hundred movies here, and this mm-hmm. is on this list because it has a lesson that it needs to teach, and it and that's why we, it should. Be on this, why does this one deserve to be on here? So I would usually say I would not put this in my top 100, but I actually want to recommend it to everyone to watch now. Right. Be- because <laughs> of what's going sure. on. And, and I think now it sits in the top 100, top 30, even like you'd said, movies of this is a movie you need to watch. Mm-hmm. So weird. Is that weird? Is it mean that it's not on my hundred list, but it, actually is because it's current and relevant. I don't know what to say about that.
0: Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think there's enough different, like Schindler's list is the story of Schindler. Like, yes, you're getting a lot of the same, uh, historical events, but it's also this man who, you know, could have been, could have been forgotten to history who was part of this organization, but not evil. Yeah. Right. Um, or you, you know whatever like the people are, whether people are inherently evil, right? It's right, a whole different conversation. Right. I did not mean to, to right. make that implication, but um, um, well, see, that yeah, yeah. Uh, I like, mean, it's hard. Like, like, there's yeah. enough different. I think Schindler's List is more cinematic, where yeah. um, uh, the pianist does more like there are more stretches and segments of the film without music. It feels, like, it feels much, oh, much,
1: is, even more personal, even more personal, it feels
0: more personal and more real. And when, and when music happens, I mean, the, the main care, Adrian Brody's character, uh, Spielman is a pianist. He like a world-class he pianist. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it, it also should be mentioned if you don't, already know that the director Roman Polanski lived in Poland during this time. He was in the ghetto in, in Krakow when he was probably like nine or ten. And yeah. so that makes it a more personal I think we talked about that also with um with Schindler's list. There's a there's a connection um, with yeah. Spielberg also being Jewish, right? To, and and you can you base. have a
1: director and and a writer. The story spawned from the perspective of two people who were there and saw it on the ground level. So they're telling that story on a ground level. So I yeah. I've so known
0: it's a, it's a weird it's a weird way to judge this movie. Of course, um, we watched Schindler's List first, and it was made first. So yeah, probably a a you know a decent number of people will ask the same question. Like, do you need you've got this? Do you need Different, And I think, yeah, I don't know if I would watch them, you know, back to back unless you're a particular kind of masochist. But But I I, I am not
1: it's I am not known for like a a social media person. But this this is one that I I, I seriously think that I would go to my Facebook page and then post it today, which I just actually might mm. like tonight and, and post it on my Facebook page as a recommendation for people to watch. And, and to learn something from, and I don't even want to say like, Hey, it's, it's tied to current events. I think that will be evident when you actually watch it, but I wouldn't do that with Schindler's list right now. It, 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 it is a great thing, but like you have said a couple of times right. in our, on our spoiler section, it's a broad, it's a very broad kind of, you know, overview of, of everything that's going it's, on. Whereas yeah, this it's, one it's is broad, a very personal it's broad
0: strokes and it's, and it's the story of a real life hero, not to spoil yeah, uh, Schindler's list, but um where where this is is not it's just a guy trying to survive and, and we and we
1: need to see i think right now we do. need to see things from the perspective of individuals not just like all the big picture and overview of things you need to look down at the the the, the
0: raw idea of
1: racism and what and how well, it can yeah be because
0: that's so, that's the same thing i said in the spoiler section with, yeah. the, with the us versus them and thinking about. Germans and like is this part of this is coded in their DNA kind of thing, which is a sort of ridiculous, you know, it's just a different kind, it's just a different flavor of racism. Yeah. But yeah. Um it's one thing to say, like, you know, the Nazis executed this many um Polish uh Jewish Poles in, in the ghettos from this year to this year, and it's quite another to see one man's life, to see all of the yeah. things that happened to him like. This is not like yes, the numbers are real, but those numbers were people; they were lives. Yeah,
1: and and you get to you, get, and, and again, I'm not sliding Schindler's List here by saying that you don't get attached to the people, but you because you do. Uh, but I think that this one is immediately intimate with a guy who is, you know going to this and not just him, like his family. Right. And when they disappear mm-hmm. or that's the thing, sorry, I guess that should have been a spoiler thing, but when they disappear at a certain point, they are, something happens to them and he can't do anything. And there's nothing to be said about it. There's not like yeah. you're going to follow on with them and find out what happens to them. And over there, you just don't know. And, and it's... events that happen to this guy, y- you just don't know because what's happening on the other side of that wall. I have no idea. Where did this package go? I don't know. You right. know,
0: it it reminds me of um, the Diary of Anne Frank, which at least at the time I learned about it in the 90s or whatever, it was the most the most read book, like second to the Bible. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's still true. I assume it's at least pretty far up there. Yeah. Harry
1: Potter Um, maybe beats
0: it now. (laughs) (laughs) But it's that same thing where you're getting, um, you're getting an account of history from a very specific lens, right? It's these literal stories written down by this young girl who was a real person who she and her family got sent to a concentration camp and, and died there. And so her voice was silent. I mean, she, you know, her writing survived. So her, her voice survives her actual life, but her life was ended at that. T- and you, you know, you read it and you're like, Oh, is somebody going to, somebody's like you, you're reading it like it's a story and you're like, somebody's gonna, you know, Ronald Reagan's going to kick in the gates of that thing. And they're going to be saved. And yeah. like, it's a movie and it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's a real, real story. <laughs> right.
1: And, and that's, and, and as we close up this t- discussion here, I, I want to say that it is very important when you watch these movies that you don't take Nazi Germany in the 1940s as a thing that's not real, or, or sorry, that's character villains that, oh, it was just, right. to coin a phrase, a few bad apples. No, it right. was systemic, long-term racism by everyone who be- began to slowly feel that way. And yes, there's a lot of people that were in Germany who did not feel that way, but the fact that it was slowly accepted as a normal and okay thing. Those people did the things they did because they just did not view people as equals. And we have to right. always remember that that is what happens when we let people be less than others, be seen as a sub thing than subhuman, I mm-hmm. guess you get yeah. people who just feel that they can treat them as such. It has happened. It will happen again unless we aren't careful. Oh, that's all heavy. That's probably the heaviest thing we've had in a while. Oh my goodness! Uh, Let, let's switch this you, up, Dennis. Can we get something lighthearted for next week?
0: Oh, do you do you want to? Oh, so next week or anything? Anything? Um, we could probably watch. We're supposed <laughs> to talk about Old Boy, which is some strange mm-hmm. Korean film. Okay. Or we can let's see. We could change it up a little bit. I like when you give I me choices, Dennis. It's always it's always I a I don't I don't I normally. Challenge. <laughs> I don't normally do this on the show. Um we could watch Alien. Ooh, that's interesting. Let's let's go that direction. Okay.
1: Because it's so far let's, from that's you know take a take a
0: break from the yeah from the heavy I saw this movie once, uh probably in the uh mid two thousands. Mm. So when I saw it it was already pretty old.
1: I've I've seen it
0: multiple times, but I have seen
1: its yeah. sequel, Aliens, two a hundred times more. So, it's one of those where the
0: sequel is uh, is more beloved. Uh, yeah, I, is, I, I guess,
1: but it's a different thing. They're they're kind of different movies. So this is this is a horror movie, actually. So remembering that this is what this is It's not just a sci fi alien movie. It's actually a horror movie. So
0: uh, I've been um, I picked back up Agents of Shield.
1: Oh yeah, in, okay, like,
0: season four or five. Mm -hmm. Um, they're doing, so they went to the future, right? Okay, yeah. Um, and now they're back, and so they're trying to kind of prevent the events of the future from happening. Mm -hmm. They're still, they're still dealing with, um, uh, Nazi fits. Oh, yeah, okay. Right? Uh, Dr. Leopold. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Do you want to talk about... Space Force. Oh yeah, hey, that's a weird transition, but it kind
1: of goes it's with a little. It, it goes, it goes with, it goes with uh, aliens and space. Yeah, and I, well. I was,
0: I was going to transition, and then you asked about next week's movie, and I got, I got <laughs> no. Actually, I do want to talk about Space Force. I'm
1: glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's that's a.
0: It's a little, it's a little awkward. Um, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's the best transition from the things we've been talking about. With, <laughs> well, with how do you go to and, Steve Carell from from Nazis and stuff? So at Steve Carell, but we, you know. I think you you've seen all of it by now, yeah.
1: I, I have, yeah. And and it's this is a funny this is a funny show. And I think show, if, we, if right? we
0: wait, we'll just we'll just forget the details. So. Yeah, yeah. Um.
1: I, the, okay, so there's a couple things here that I'm just going to kind of just toss out there and let you kind of respond to. Uh okay. th- this is another one of those drop Netflix drop it and and binge it things. Yeah. So yeah. so that's kind of to talk about a little bit because because we, we both did it. We watched it in a matter of 2 weeks maximum, right? as opposed to Harley's been watched over eight weeks. Um, And then, and then this, so we kind of have benefits and pluses and minuses to that. Uh, Also, this is a show that's about current events, but doesn't always really get deep into it. Right. Right. Okay. Like they, they obviously are talking about our president, Donald Trump, when they make snide remarks about it. Um, Right. I mean, legitimists that all the remarks are not necessarily based on stupidness it's based on like the fact that he tweets all the time and they they will say that like oh you're for example one of the the the, the lines is oh you made potus mad you just prepare for a tweet storm tomorrow it's not necessarily one side or the other it's the truth but it's, it's right, that's right. what makes it funny so there there is some political to it but they're not necessarily saying things and then uh the other thing is that i was surprised that they how far they leaped ahead in this season like they i don't mean like time jumping well kind of time jumping is that i thought the whole thing was going to be just centered around like an office workplace where they aren't actually able to get to the moon but like in episode That's four true. or something a, they're already launching rockets and
0: a lot a lot happens in this in this first season a lot uh, right do you do you want to talk spoilers? I guess we're, we're already. I guess I spoilers,
1: have been kind of but... spoiling things, but yeah. Okay. Right off. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna hit the bell then. Yeah.
1: So yeah, there's there's a lot there. I mean, how do you feel about the pace that it's going? The pace that you watched it at.
0: It's it's good. I you know there were definitely things that I laughed at that you know I talked about when we talked about this before. I talked about how Ben Schwartz is basically playing John Ralphio but realistic and that's uh, yeah, not entirely more true. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, true when they bring in um the the private sector contractor who's yeah. um uh the, the lady she's on um always sunny in philadelphia I think. yeah oh right yeah yeah um and you know the, he's the, talking to her her pr person and then he he goes and talks to to steve Carell, the general nerd, and yeah. he, he gives uh gives john malkovich that line like when a when a guy as, as BS as F. Tony uh, says something's BS, that's a lot of BS. <laughs> that's right. But then he doesn't... Uh, you, I mean, it's one of those things, again, I talked about last time where... um, I almost said Michael Scott. Where Steve Carell's character shows incredible competence. Nair. Right? Yeah. Like, he, he, he doesn't throw a tantrum. He doesn't confront her. He just makes a change. On the on the down low, and then and then tells her about it. And it's like, oh, you know, probably your fuel was no good, so we're testing with our normal fuel. And I'll say on the books that yeah. it was that it was your fuel. And also, I want you to tell Potus that we're doing fine here, and we right. don't need we don't need private it. sector help. Um, yeah, which is which is great. Like you make you make john uh john ralphio you make the tony character a little bit relatable you show general naird being more competent um i i really enjoyed the you know the the story a lot of the story centers around the relationship between naird and mallory uh john malkovich and steve carell and how they start out kind of adversarial but over time become allies and then have this little, it's a little bit like a rom-com plot arc. Yeah. Right. Um, As they get to this conflict with China on the surface of the moon. And you've got like, th- there's a great moment where he's in a meeting of the Joint Chiefs. And one, I forget who, it's like Secretary of Defense is the one guy who's like, he's like, aren't you guys sick of people treating us like doormats? Mm-hmm. And there's just this, just enough of a comedic beat. Just showing Steve Carell kind of not reacting, reacting, not reacting to that Mm -hmm. statement, that ridiculous statement. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it's like this. And then you've got, like, all of these crazy heads of, of military branches who have been, you know, a certain way all the time. Like, they get to a point and they're like, no, we can't. Right. We obviously can't, like respond with lethal force it's, it's to them because it's a war crime right <laughs> like because it's says. a war crime like <laughs> like they, they like yeah they ran over our flag but we can't attack them for that like yeah there's we're not at war like I, I, you can't right. just do that without a declaration of war like it's that's that's a whole thing i, I gotta i gotta um, say
1: of of all of the little you know what was very quips and jabs at our current mm-hmm. political stuff which is you know the show's based on it uh they're they were all very much like just jabs they were that's all they was but that whole yeah. thing at the end when they they do that that stuff is like oh they're getting really serious with this like out insane out of control head of yeah. the military thing and they're they went all the way with it right and i was like oh they yeah and, and I know it was and because was it's it, the last episode, but
0: you know. it's the last episode. It ends on a it ends on a big cliffhanger, which, um, which I did not appreciate, by the way. Se- several big cliffhangers, right? Even right. within his family and his daughter and his wife, yeah. Like they never explained why Lisa Kudrow's character was in jail. Yeah, that that's
1: that's annoying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just annoying. Like they they did intentionally yeah. didn't do that. They, so there's, I feel in my Monday morning quarterback you know, sure opinion of, which means very little, but, uh, or as part of the media, I would be is that I think that they, they have some things to work out. I think that their writers need to, um, get more on point because, you know, after looking at the whole season, there are things that I like and several of them you just pointed out. Like you, you went through the list of things that were highlights and good stuff, but then there's so much, as just as much that doesn't work that falls flat that seems like they don't have a focus on what they're doing and it was frustrating and i and i want to say like the lisa kudrow thing it mm-hmm. it she was it supposed to be comedy but nothing there is comedy with her at all <sighs> yeah. and, and she doesn't if she's yeah. trying to be funny if there's lines that they're giving her and she's not delivering she's failing horribly but I don't know if they have any lines that they've given her because she's just—it's a very not funny situation. And when he's dealing with it, it's a very real kind of hard situation he's dealing with. And same thing with his daughter—that's very hard and very real. And they I, play. It I as wondered.
0: Such. I wondered how, you, as a it's sort of not quite single parent, I don't know how you label that, yeah, but sure. th- like how you felt about that relationship between. Um, Naird and his daughter like i yeah. felt like it had some good moments but a lot of it was just real awkward it was
1: it it really was and, and that's what i'm saying that this show is so unfocused on what its direction is that i can't tell if we're supposed to take it seriously like it's a real relationship that we're supposed to explore or it's it, this is a comedic show that is completely jokey on everything and you know, the fact I'm not supposed to think that he just leaves his daughter for two weeks and leaves a note. and It's no big deal. Like, am I supposed yeah. to think of that as like, oh, that's a bad dad thing? No, it's just a it's just a show. We're just trying to get him in a habitat. Oh, no. But, but you're asking me in the very next episode to take it all very seriously, his relationship that he's not spending time with her and stuff. So I don't know what they're wanting me to feel on a lot of stuff, especially with his home stuff. I I had read somebody's talk about it how they said, you know what, they they could probably do a lot better if they just dropped all the home stuff because it it com- it confuses everything that's going on. It's mm-hmm. not important and it's also too serious, right? His daughter in every scene she's in is not humorous in anything. And yeah, she's ba- there's she's very little likeable.
0: there's very little comedy in in all of it. Yeah, and she's so antagonistic um, right yeah yeah i would yeah. i would agree with that so so it's, um, it's, it's, that's just very confusing right i have a hard time not uh comparing this and i did the same thing with upload like compare this to upload compare both of them yeah, to sure. uh parks and rec and the office sure and the good place um which was i don't think greg daniels was involved in the good place but that michael sure who helped yeah. uh create the office and parks and go, you know, well, everybody says um, The Office doesn't get good until, you know, like halfway through season two. Parks yeah. and Rec doesn't get good until Rob Lowe and, and Adam Scott show up. Yeah. Um, you know, that sort of thing take its time kind of thing.
1: And that's never, I'm uh, to be well, honest, that's never a
0: glowing review to anything.
1: Like anyone sure. tells me that, that makes me, does not make me want to watch a show.
0: I mean, right? it's. Yeah, all of it all of it's tricky. Like, you know, a show like Lost was great in season 1 and really needed to be like 2-3 seasons at most. Yeah. But it right. was so popular the network kept it going all this thing. But yeah. like I think about a show like The Good Place. Right. It started out very strong. Like season 1 was this big, you know, kind of crazy reveal yeah. thing and then it had some weird like some good points and some low points some rocky areas going through the seasons. And then the last season ended really well. Yeah. Um, probably better than, um, both parks or, or the office. Sure. Um, the office had a weird thing where it it kept going after they lost Steve Carell, And I think if they had just ended, Oh yeah. Good things happened in those later seasons, but the, the golden years of was the show with, with him. Were, were with Steve Carell, yeah. Um, and we say we parts, say Star Trek. Star Trek obviously
1: is the biggest one where we yeah, have next, we have a terrible first season and the rest of them become. Phenomenal. Which
0: is, I mean, it's, it's r- really there are par- there are parallels there with The Office, where like The Office, the U.S. Office is trying to recreate that British humor. I talked about this last week. Well, right. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but um, I think it was this. We we mentioned it with this show yeah probably star like trek next generation that it takes them a good season and a half to figure out who those characters are
1: yeah i will say that this last weekend i was faced with a uh, a very real uh example of what i thought of the show and how i should lay it out as, as i said hey i i was telling a uh, uh, guest of the show former guest of the show uh bill he um he had asked, I said, hey, I, I, I've been watching Space Force lately. And he said, oh, yeah, I heard about that. What, what do you think? Sh- should I watch that? Right there, I was put on the spot of, do I recommend this to him or not? Right? And I said, I gave him a very wish, wishy-washy answer. Um, I, after that happened and on my drive home, it was so much on my mind that I think I would have to, <laughs> actually, to be honest, right now, I would tell people not to necessarily watch it. I wouldn't say it's terrible or you're going to waste your time and it's awful. But I would say that like this show has big enough stars that it's going to get a season two. And I mean, it's going to get renewed. Right. Right. And right. You can probably wait and see, because if season two doesn't get better or gets worse, then probably the shows can be passed.
0: Uh, It's going to flop and you can, it reminds me of um, uh, the latest season three of Westworld. Um, You know, some of our some of our friends haven't seen it yet. And they're like, oh, is it is it good? Should I should I prioritize it? Should I watch it right away? And I said, well, it ends on a cliffhanger. So there may be no rush. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and, and this one ends on a cliffhanger unnecessarily, I think. It's on it's on Netflix and it's a cliffhanger. So, you know, I mean, yeah, you can. But it's not going to be a stranger things well stranger things doesn't end on a cliffhanger either i mean it it has sort of, some things but not really yeah. it teases the it teases, next season the word, but right teases it, it but it the wraps season up. the season arc is is concluded in in the season itself yeah um so yeah i mean i i'd probably land in the same place like if you haven't seen it yet um there's there's no rush it's on netflix it's not going anywhere
1: yeah and they there you know what I, Dennis and I are are generally fans of the actors that are in this show and i think that makes it a little oh, yeah. bit more uh, appealing to us like we like steve carell we like i, I just keep calling to call him sonic or john Ralphio. we, we like that guy <laughs> we like Bench john ranks. malkovich it, it, yeah. so that's that I think it makes it better because I can see those things. But if I didn't care less about those actors or actresses, then I would really care less about this show. Um, Oh, one thing I wanted to comment real quick, just to put in there on, put on the books is that this whole helter skelter, I don't know the tone or what my characters are is best illustrated by what you said earlier on in this podcast was that in, in, you don't know if Steve Carell is dumb or super smart because in the first, in the second episode, he is completely a buffoon and he is, it is basically playing Michael Scott in this position and that they run with that the whole episode. It's a com- completely absurd when he's like talking to the monkey and he's <laughs> getting, and then he talks about the dog. Let's get the dog to open this up. Like that is a Michael Scott answer hundred percent. And he never right. goes back to that through the rest of the series. And And you're like, oh, well, this is the second episode, and they didn't know what they're doing. This
0: guy—that's a problem of writing. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a total problem of writing. And then maybe, and maybe you know, I I, I know that usually actors have a hand in some of these writing things. They talk to the writers and stuff and say, mm -hmm. like, I I like this, or they don't like this about characters and what they think of things. And I think Steve Carell helps write it too. So uh, maybe he was developing Naird as you go along, but Naird
0: is—it's tricky. I get the sense from you know, I'll mention this again, the Office Ladies podcast. I get the sense that when you're writing comedy like this, it is hard or it is easy to slip out of the standard audience point of view and just see the humor. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh yeah, he does this thing and then he yells at him and it's hilarious. Yeah. And like if you're not if you're not really watching, it's easy to, to forget the like the continuity of the character, especially early on, you're like, you know, we've not yet really established who this character is,
1: right? And, and they do, I think they're starting to really establish him late as the season goes on, but it is right. not that direction. And thankfully, you know, I, I love The Office, yeah I love, yeah, I love Michael Scott, but uh, so those that episode was funny, it really was some belly laughs there but Mm -hmm. it was not space force. It was just like, matter of fact, I would take that whole episode out because it didn't really (laughs) matter.
0: It is. It is pretty weird. Have you seen, um, have you seen many movies with, with John Malkovich? Like if I, if I say John Malkovich, like what movie do you think of him? from? Uh, Well, mine is not a, a popular. I mean, most
1: people think of him as, uh, being John Malkovich was one of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, my Mine, actually, I really liked him and watched him and really got to know him in the movie called Red. Uh, retired, Extremely Dangerous. Oh, with Bruce Willis? With Bruce Willis, right. And and he mm. was an, an older... And he was old at that time. Who was it that said that? I think it was... Uh, oh, it was Bill again. He said, you know, John Malkovich is old. And he was old, like, when I first recognized him, he was really old. <laughs> right. And he, he just right. keeps getting... He's the same age as old forever, right? Right. Which they kind of make a right. comment like I, on that. But...
0: I just, I just finished uh, the miniseries I Claudius, and oh, is he couple... in that? No, um, Patrick Stewart is in that. Oh, okay. And he is wear He's he has hair. It's not his hair. He's wearing a, a wig. You know, yeah. Roman hair. But he's in a couple episodes, and he's like. I think he's in his twenties or something. That series was made in like seventy six. And I'm like, I've never seen Patrick Stewart with hair. Yeah, right. No, yeah. Like he's he's Captain Picard. That's what I know. And it's as on the on the podcast, um, iPodius that Maximum Fun did, they got um they got Patrick Stewart on for an episode to to interview, and they got his son or his grandson maybe, um, to come on for an interview and it's all really, really cool and fascinating. But yeah, it's that thing of like, you always see him old. I I definitely, the first thing I remember seeing John Malkovich in is being John Malkovich. And I watched that like in high school um, or, you know, when I was in high school. Yeah. And I just remember being so kind of disturbed by that movie. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, you know, the guy goes in his head and goes in john malkovich's head and then does all this stuff and then ends up you know the ending of it is kind of dark and it was just so disturbing like a like a, a black mirror kind of thing yeah that i was like i was like i don't want to see anything with this guy
1: i get it, ever yeah.
0: again yeah um, no. i
1: i you can and, get that way sometimes when it's an actor especially if you don't see them before that like, and no. so
0: i couldn't like i've seen some or most of the movie red probably watched with um Sarah my dad at some point yeah. Yeah. all like if if you ask me something about the movie red all I remember is him like stepping out of a moving car um <laughs> yeah while it's like skidding across across the oh that was and, like, super
1: cool yeah that's great n- scene.
0: not not remember I couldn't tell you anything else about that movie
1: yeah um, I, I I liked it and red too as a matter of fact I want to watch those tonight I like them so much uh <laughs> it, it, it it I really really enjoyed those movies and and he was great in it and he played a psycho kooky guy. You know, ex guy, mm-hmm. uh, which who was experimented on with like LSD and stuff, it's it's great, sure. Um, so I, I actually, when I saw him, I saw that one first, and that's how, so I guess I identify him. I don't, I never, I know a lot of people think of him as this very big art alter, art, how do you say that, uh, artist. Arturo. Um, mm-hmm. and and so he gets a lot of accolades for that. That is mm-hmm. not his role in this thing, he's different in this one, uh, just a guy. Right, so but but I don't know. I I, t- I saw him first as as comedy, so I guess I'm a little bit more lenient than. But I can see that. I can totally see how that is. How do you how do you think about his character, his performance, his character's role in the show? How do you feel about him?
0: I mean, overall, it's pretty good. Like you get like early on, he's antagonistic, but you understand his perspective, right? right. He's like, how many, how many times can you? can you spend the lifetime earnings of a small town before it starts to matter? Right. And you're like, uh, yeah, that's uh really, and that's where the show gets into a little bit of politics, but you're like, that's yes. That's sort of a political statement, but it's also just math. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really put in perspective how much money that is.
1: Yeah. And they, they um, play, they play that, Well, I know a lot of people can immediately discount this as a show that's making fun of the political climate on One Direction, but they also do occasionally do it the other way too, because on that topic, Steve Carell comes back at Congress and gives a a convincing speech about why a $10,000 carrot or something is important, right? Orange, Orange, right. And, and, And all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, okay, right, you know, um... Yeah, so with a, and,
0: with a couple jabs at flat earthers in there,
1: a full, that that was great. Um, yeah, I also think, well, his character, I feel obviously got way better as you come in. I think he became last week when we kind of just a little bit talked about this, or maybe off the air, we talked about it. I was looking for an every man for the audience to identify with. I think he may be it because he is so uh straight, he's Sorry. definitely a straight man in, in all this. Uh, John Malkovich, you mean? Yeah, John like Malkovich. Yeah. He, he is the, the straight man to everything that's happening. And Steve Carell, who is his character, General Naird, is dealing with some insane requests and demands and the political and everything, the whole situation. He's, he's dealing with craziness. And John Malkovich's character is trying to play the sensible voice that we are kind of in that yeah. thing. And Vo- then their relationship reason, really is, kinda. they do great scenes with them and they do generally start, the two actors start to form a chemistry, you know, yeah, for sure. genuinely. And I think that will, I think honestly, that's a lot of hope for the future is that those two characters, where they end up in the last couple episodes with who they've developed to be, who the actors have made them to be in the writers. I think if that continues to improve and be the way that'll be the best, best thing about the show is mm. that, that, that play on no matter how much they're at odds, these two are on the porch with a whiskey and, you know, cigars type, people are going right. to get ties and, and things so that that's really yeah. really good um so yes yeah, base force it's i'm not going to recommend it to people now but uh, <laughs> it doesn't hurt it's not like you're going to be like oh, i hate that show uh, no the, the downside to that is that it, i think if you watch it and and season two is really great you're going to not want to watch season two if you don't think if you can't stick with this one right which it has potential. oh sure Sure. You know, I don't want watching season one to wreck you for what could potentially be a good thing after season one.
0: I mean, the the cast is a big part of what carries this. Like, if this had been made with mostly nobodies, like uh, that sci fi show that had Katie sack off or that mm. one, right? Like the, I, man, I forgot about Island that. The Island or something. Like, there have been a handful of these just fully forgettable sci fi sh- that you know don't even don't even pop up on your radar if you don't man so
1: not, dude do you just ruined it, it. that that katie sackoff show i watched that whole like first season or something you i think i had finally erased it and forgot about it till just now,
0: <laughs> and now i never you, i never watched it because i you know i'd see it pop up and i'm like has anybody seen this they're like yeah it's terrible like, i i okay, almost cool. hate
1: myself for watching it it's that mm. terrible <laughs> not not in a not in a kitschy oh they just screwed it up or they it was bad writing it was like oh my god have can I watch the worst kind of, you know, um, teen drama, angsty thing mm. in life written by a seventeen-year-old?
0: Oh, sure, sure. Sorry,
1: you brought this up, Dennis. You made me feel this way. So, oh my gosh! What about okay.
0: uh, what goodness. about Avenue Five? In in more recent, uh, do you think this is better than Avenue Five? Space Force? Uh,
1: no, I don't think it is. I, that sounds terrible. I but. Avenue 5 is terrible in the first 2 episodes, but I actually think yeah. that still the first 2 episodes probably I would rate them higher than some of the episodes in this one. That's weird to say, but I, mm. I when when Avenue 5 was over, I was looking forward to another season right away. This one Yeah. Eh. I mean, especially when they left it on the cliffhanger, they left it on, which I wasn't really invested in anyway. Yeah, it's um, weird. Yeah, none, none of that was mm-hmm. – I cared – yeah, it just went so <laughs> off left field and didn't matter. And um, So anyway, yeah, I, I would say Avenue 5 is probably – between those two shows that are also very is skiffy in their first seasons, uh, Avenue 5 is worth. worth. Although uh, I think the other one probably has more potential, right? Uh, Space, Space Force? Force? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, oh, probably. M- maybe. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Cool. Right. Okay. I think that's, I think we got it. I think
0: yeah, we don't we, need. We, we to nailed it. Bring up, I don't know, city skylines or. We
1: got a lot of stuff to still to talk about. We got, I got games. We we talked a lot about movies and TV shows this week. Well, we'll talk into some games. I've got a couple of new games I've been playing through. Um, and Sid Sid is Sid has officially gone to her mom's this summer. So, as as listeners of the show knows, I get to do games and movies and and stuff that's like grown-up time to do. So <laughs> I mean, i love it. play my,
0: video my games just like a grown-up. It's
1: exactly, just like you're right. <laughs> I get yeah. to be selfish in, instead of just dad no, time. I, so. I,
0: I, exactly. There there is a part of me looking forward to having the house done so I can I can play video games without guilt for You
1: you are you and are, still an overdrive for that that whole thing. So yeah, yeah, we're
0: getting there. We're getting. We got the that floor down, and there's some of the last trim needs to go up, and there are a couple of outside the projects putting new screens on the porch. And you, you are not like going to remember
1: what life was like to not have
0: that thing over your head. I would tell you. No, I know it's 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 weird. Give me a, a whole different world, if, if I'm honest. But uh, yeah, Right. All right. You've been listening to Front Porches, episode 146. Thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. If you like Star Trek role-playing or Star Trek role-playing, you can check out our other show. It's called Klingons and Dragons. It's a Star Trek Adventures role-playing podcast. We put up a new episode last week, Uh, episodes recorded like a year ago when we played maybe a little a little a little less than that it's like july of of 2019 or uh, but
1: it's a story it doesn't matter
0: it's all just and a story yeah you guys are are inebriated and, and ridiculous and it's it's right hila- hilarious hilarity ensues uh if you have questions comments feedback uh you can go to our website frontporchpodcast.com. there are contact forms there or if you want to email us you can do that frontporchpod at gmail dot com. uh once again, our next movie on the 2020 challenge, which seems unfortunate now that I called it that, but um, is Alien Ridley Scott's uh, Alien movie mm-hmm. um, If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, Spotify overcast, Apple podcasts all the ever, anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks as always for listening until next time I'm Dennis and I'm Michael from the front porch. Hi everybody. See you next time.